This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. On today's PropTech VC show, we have Cricket Alexander, a partner at Onward Property Management. And I'm very excited to bring Cricket on this show because Cricket represents to me what the future of property management looks like or property management firms. Uh, many founders know when you're trying to grow your business, you need to find those early adopters. And it's notoriously difficult in a field like real estate. Cricket represents one of those property managers who loves trying out new technology and actually manages some of my own portfolio. Cricket, welcome to the show. Thank you, Zane. What a great introduction. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. So walk us through your background. How did you end up in property management? And sort of give us a very quick summary of your, your path to where you are now. Sure. So my first property management job was actually in Thousand Oaks, California, at the young age of 19. Uh, I moved out to California to chase some other dreams, and um, life had kind of a different course for me to take. But I had started uh, at this particular apartment complex really just to answer phones. So phones being that, you know, age-old problem, never enough people on time in the day to answer phones. Uh, that very same day, they said, hey, can you go show an apartment? And they gave me the golf cart keys and a site map to this 500-unit complex, and I leased my first apartment that day. So that was really my introduction into property management. I then, you know, I, I became um, a mother at 20, and so my life kind of took a little bit of a different turn, and I started working more for corporations. And which was a great, uh, really kind of foundation to where I am today as an entrepreneur and a business owner, because I was able to really get into some organizations and virtually work in every single role that is available to a person. Uh, and so fast forward to 2010, I started working for a local property management company, and uh, they were about 450 units, single family units. They had probably three people in the office, plus the owners and a few people outside, and were really arguably very archaic still, believe it or not, in 2010. So there was one computer in that office, uh, so essentially one bookkeeper doing all of the work. Uh, they were still handwriting leases. We were still using whiteboards, you know, and so I had just really the privilege and opportunity to get my hands dirty, if you will, and start growing and developing that organization. I served there for 10 years and uh, vacated my post as CEO in August of 2020. And so at the point in which I vacated, I mean, I definitely feel that as a company, we were so much more technologically advanced than we were when I joined the team, right? Um, and really, you know, fortunately for us, even ahead of kind of the ushering in of technology uh, post-COVID, right? COVID kind of pushed everybody into having to find new solutions. Well, fortunately for us, we were kind of already ahead of the game. And so, um, you know, I left the, the organization in August of 2020 and was uh, really thinking I was going to take a long sabbatical from, from property management. And I had a client who said, hey, man, I really want you to manage my portfolio. It's a very distressed portfolio, knew it well. So I opened up one of my property management companies in December of 2020 with 850 doors on day one, and uh, then recently partnered 
uh, with my business partner and we opened up Onward. And so that's really my property management journey to this point. Wow. So sometimes it feels like you were born to do this. You know, it's kind of like I've attempted to leave Lubbock and move to different parts of the United States. And I would say my roots are firmly planted here. I can't seem to, you know, not make this my hometown. Uh, And it's similar to property management. I've attempted to leave and it's just, it's in my blood. So I guess I'm, I'm here for the long haul. You get a lot of clients, mainly owners and investors who come to you because they're frustrated working with other firms. What are some of the reasons people come to you and what do you see other firms do wrong? I don't really want to talk disparagingly about any other firms. Um, I think that all of us potentially don't set appropriate expectations. And so, you know, I'm not really looking to sell you, you know, I mean, I just really kind of want to shoot straight. I want to tell you like it really is. I'm not going to sell you a bill of goods that I can't cash. And, you know, I think when you're focused on just getting the deal, that that expectation and that transparency goes away. And so then when you close the deal and you actually get into the day-to-day grind, you're like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed because what they said doesn't match what they're able to do, right? Because they were just focused on gaining you as a client. So I think that's probably what sets me apart is, man, I know how this thing works. I know I I can tell you everything you want to hear, but the, at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, you know, the reality of the situation is, you know, I've got to be able to be honest with you as a client. This is what your asset is. These are the challenges that I see, you know, from my, my vantage point. And I think that's probably what I'm willing to tell you, the things that you don't want to hear. So what advice do you have for prospective property managers trying to enter the field? At the beginning, they're desperate to get their first client and to grow their doors. And it's like a chicken and the egg problem. You know, you need doors before Mm -hmm. you have references. And that eventually turns into a great great network effect. The more doors you have, the more doors Mm -hmm. you seem to get. And you're turning down business eventually. For someone new breaking in, how, how do they balance trying to get... Uh, more doors on the management versus how do they make sure they set expectations appropriately with um, their landlords and investors? I think just the pre the planning stages of opening up your doors is vital. You've got to have a good foundation. And if you just go, this is a brilliant idea. Let me open my doors tomorrow. And you think it's all going to be a bed of roses. You're, you're kidding yourself, right? So just understand like what is really truly needed in order to run a successful company, whether it be property management or any other business that's out there. Um, I think really doing your research. So, so don't be so quick to, you know, open your doors really. I feel that you need to have a very solid understanding of what technology is available to you so that you can be successful. Because without technology, I mean, your leverage points are people systems, right? And so people, uh, those three leverage points, most expensive. They're the most expensive thing that you can acquire to do operate a business. And so we need the people. The people are the face of the organization, but your true leverage potential is really in the technology. So make sure that you're out there researching the best property management software. You really need it to make sure that the your property management company, software company that you, you partner with has your best interest in mind and that they can, they're robust. They're as robust as you need them to be. Because when you have to, you know, work across multiple platforms, 
it kind of sets you up for failure, right? So if you can get something that's like a one-stop shop, uh, so make sure you're investing in the right technology. Make sure that, you know, you, you really know what your plan is and that you understand that when you enter into property management, there is a difference between managing single-family homes and managing multifamily homes, okay? The leverage potential and the, the, the difference between single-family and multifamily is pretty vast. And so know what you're good at and do that. Focus on that. Don't try to, you know, do it all. Like get good at your one thing, right? And then when you profess that, then you can start to expand. But don't try to do it all at once because they're, they're two different animals altogether. A typical route for people into property management is they may have bought one or two rental properties that they self-manage and they decide, you know, I'm doing this. I've got a friend who also has a rental and they just bought one. Let me do that too. And before you know it, they start to build up their own network of uh, single family rentals and they're managing it. At what point do you need to start professionalizing what you do? At what point is it no longer a part-time job? At, at what level of units or, or is it the, you know, geographic distance between units? How do you decide now I need to make this a full-time thing and bring on team and turn this into an official firm rather than something you can just do remotely? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think for, depending upon, you know, the individual's motivation, the, the answer may vary, okay? So one person may say, man, I want to do it all myself because I want more money in my pocket versus someone like me. I'm like, you know, I'm willing to make a little less money if I don't have to do all the work. I like leverage. I'm good with it, you know? So I think, you know, it just depends on the individual's motivation. You know, our rule of thumb in, in this industry is for every 100 units, you need a manager, you know, and a maintenance tech. That's for multifamily. I think that's pretty transferable, to be honest, to the single family realm as well. Um, you know, with a multifamily, I can have one client with 100 units. That means I only have to produce on a monthly basis one set of reports. If I have 100 single-family homes with 100 different clients, or let's just say 50 different clients or 30 different clients, I'm still producing 100 reports for those clients based on those individual houses. Additionally, I've got geographical challenges to overcome. So even if you're in a place like Lubbock, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, arguably, you know, you can get anywhere within 10 to 15 minutes, but you still have to drive between these locations. And so that's leverage that you need, whether it be a person who's going to be showing or you decide to, you know, get wise and use self-showing technology, um, like code boxes, et cetera, so they can have self-guided tours or you use QR codes so that they can snap and do a virtual tour, whatever the case may be. Um, you, I think the rule of thumb is when you get to a hundred units, you're going to have to hire somebody, you know, if you want any quality of life, um, because not only do you have the, the, the back office, the admin portion of the job, um, you have to now coordinate, you know, with contractors, you have the emergency line calls. And so, man, I, I can't imagine, I, I personally don't have any interest in answering emergency line calls for a hundred single family homes. So for me, 100 would be the point in which I would hire some talent. 